Hello, I'm Joey Nolfi, EW's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, bringing you a special episode of Someone's Very Special Day on EW's Quick Drag Podcast. That's right, we were on set as the crew filmed the cast's reaction to the finale crowning, and we have an exclusive winner interview with your RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8 champion and new Hall of Fame member, Jimbo, breaking down that epic finale and where her career goes from here. It is all coming up next, so be sure to stay tuned with a candid interview with our divine runner-up, Candy Muse, after that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. <gasps> we are, if there are any noise interruptions today, just so you know, we're on a live set. Lots of commotion going on here because we just crowned <gasps> our RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8 winner in <gasps> Jimbo! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I did it! Yes! It is truly, finally, like, really your special day. Finally, it is your special day! Special day! <laughs> well, congratulations. I've been waiting all season to say that to you. Oh, my God. I've been waiting my whole life to scream that. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I can't believe it. Candy is so incredible. Such stiff and tough competition. And I am just so grateful that I was able to nail that choreo and bring yes. it home and snatch that crown oh. i'm in the all-stars eight hall of fame i am so happy for you and we are going to get to that choreography because that was so entertaining <laughs> watching you do that choreography um but i do want to know what was going through your mind as soon as you heard that rue had crowned you what was your first oh thought? my god my first thing was just excitement just full blast into outer space excitement of just a release of joy it's so much planning dreaming from, you know, starting as a little baby drag clown and dreaming about one day touring the world and then making it on RuPaul's Drag Race and really impressing someone who is so important to me. RuPaul is such an icon to me and I really look up to her. So to make her laugh and to really make her proud and for her to see me and what I want to put out and do in the world is just the greatest gift. And it's everything. Yeah. And I thought it really touched me when Ru said on the episode at the final judging that you know she finally recognized well not finally but she did say to you your drag is like an fu punk rock kind of mm -hmm. thing and it reminded her of herself when totally. she was younger so what did that mean to you hearing rue say something like that not just to recognize what you're doing on the show but that it like made her think of herself 20 right. 30 years ago well i think it's a reminder that rue is an artist just like all of us and we put her of course on a pedestal because she is the queen of drag but at the heart of it she's a human being she is a funny person she is you know she knows where we come from and she's been in our shoes and so um it was just everything to hear mama rue say those words and to feel that connection to her we connected on it through drag but we also connected through our point of view about drag and that's really important yeah yeah i loved watching that what do you think the victory means though I, it's unfortunate that we have to sort of as i do these interviews with a lot of drag artists we have to contextualize it in the moment i hate that we have to do that but i think we do sure. um what does the victory mean to you in terms of what you want to do for the community now that you're, you're on this platform at this time so the victory for me my whole way along my mom said 
people are going to try and stop you. She said, you're going to have ideas. You're going to have dreams. People are going to tell you, no, it's not possible. They're going to get you to try and just sit on the couch and let the days roll by. She said, fight, fight for your dreams, fight for your voice, fight for your vision and have the best time and other people will join you. And that really resonated with me because I love joy and I love sharing joy. And drag is this beautiful reminder that we are all more similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. And it's really about a celebration of life and mm -hmm. just all the possibilities. Yeah. And so I, I just love that about it. Yeah, that's a very powerful message, I think, for young queer people to hear and to aspire to be. Also, um, it's powerful for them to see a drag queen with a $200,000 check. Yes! Um, so uh, I am curious. I might be slightly afraid of this answer. What is the first thing you are going to buy with your $200,000? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to gold plate my Tic Tac from my Tic Tac chat. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> so you actually you got one. I, got, you I actually one. got one. Okay. I have been waiting since the first time I saw that Tic Tac chat happen. I thought... I want to be there. I want to sit with Mama Roo. I want to tell her my story. I want to laugh with her. I want to mm -hmm. hear her advice. And it all happened. Mm -hmm. And it was wild walking onto the set that day, walking into that moment. I was like, I'm in my dreams. My dreams yeah. have come true. And I am walking in my living dreams. And mm -hmm. it was everything. Yeah. So you really, I really do. You're really going to gold plate your, your tic tac. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I'm it. always afraid someone's going to like eat it and freshen their breath with the most important Tic Tac on Earth. It is. The, right now, yes, it's the most important Tic Tac yes, on Earth. to me. Because I think, because was it you or Candy that said on the episode that you actually didn't get it at the actual lunch? Did you have to go back and like steal it? Like you stole Rue's wig and cut <laughs> yeah, the piece off the exactly. wig? Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that they probably were anticipating me really wanting it that badly i think they were kind of like you know it's just a prop or whatever uh, i don't think they were like no no i want that tic tac someone and they did they went and got a special satin bag and they <laughs> presented it to me in a beautiful bag and everything they were very thoughtful they i think when they realized how important it was to me they were like oh shit okay um they really want that TikTok. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I get the one. I don't know if you've seen Raja's, but Raja, we because we did an interview with Raja last year when she was on All Winners, and she actually brought her mummified TikTok oh, from really? season three. It's literally black. Like oh, it is a mummified black cool. TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's wild. But yours will be gold forever, so it will never turn black. <laughs> I wonder if you ate that if you'd get some wild trip out of it. <laughs> I, let's break in and steal it and Do see. You take the yeah. gold tic tac or the black tic tac. <laughs> black tic -tac. <laughs> um, I am curious though. Now, since you have done so well on so many different seasons of Drag Race, uh, have there been talks of you maybe joining Canada's Drag Race as a host or joining Brooke on the panel? Wow. Well, I guess you know we can always dream. The beauty about Drag Race is it's a secret that is always unfolding, mm -hmm. and I am so grateful to be a part part of the story the legacy um and so i'm grateful to be woven in in any way possible i love making little cameos i love little pop-ups <laughs> i just love working and being a part of this wild family yeah so has anybody asked you <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone asked me to Ask appear to anywhere? Be, to be on oh Canada. my god! No. Well, the closest thing was when I was a judge on Candace right, Drag yeah, Race yeah. with Brooklyn, uh -huh. and that was I. You know, maybe that was my screen test. I have no idea. I hope so. I, hope so. I had the best time. I. It's really tricky. You know, it's mm -hmm. easy to think about what the judges should say, but once you're there judging, it's really you, there's so much happening yeah. in the moment, and yeah. um, it's such a challenge. But I love a challenge, mm -hmm. and I would love to be able to help people yeah. and lift them. Great. 
Um, I, I did love that this season, it was a very Jimbo reference heavy season. I yeah. would love seeing you do that very smartly. So I think between the little ghost outfit, throwing yeah. the baloney, wanting to put your makeover subject into the classic Jimbo drag, uh, Joan Rivers bringing her back and then doing the final musical number in like the sort of inverse of that, uh, original color scheme with the Jimbo look. Yes. Um, so was that a conscious strategy for you? to because we know this fandom loves references but was that maybe a strategy going into it thinking that that was a good way to win over the judges too i think it's for me when i'm showing my package on drag race i'm really trying to tell my story at the same time and so all of those characters all of those ideas all of those inspirations they're part of my dna my drag dna and so i really wanted when i was coming to america and competing on the american um competition, I really wanted to weave in parts of my story so that um, the new fans watching got a chance to see some things that are really important to me. Very smart. And the fans that were familiar with me and my fans, I thought that they would love those little nuggets and those little moments that they can go, okay, I know the root of that. And Mm -hmm. I know where Jimbo is going with this. And so it's my little way of communicating. Mm -hmm. Were there any Jimbo references that you thought in your head, like, I want to do this, but then like, didn't get a chance to do on the show um uh, i think what well i would have loved to do some sort of well i guess i did i was gonna say i would have loved to have referenced my face keeny denim look but i did i did <laughs> yeah. that with the with the trixie look mm-hmm. so yeah yeah when katya was there she actually gave this really amazing piece of advice she said don't leave here with any regrets mm. show everything that you want to show mm-hmm. and make sure that when you go home or if you do go home or when you leave here that you you're not going damn you know i really wish i did yeah. that and i am so grateful that at the end of this season i can look back at this and say i did all that I wanted to do. And I feel so grateful and so proud um, to have shown so many different outfits and looks and ideas and concepts and to make people laugh. Yeah. And you did all of that and it clearly paid off um, here at the end. Um, And on the episode, (laughs) the choreography, I loved watching you prepare for the choreography because like we got from like Candy doing like all this like Vogue to Mm -hmm. like Jimbo doing like Jimbo dance moves. It was brilliant. Um, And then your original song written with with Leland, um, it was about not remembering corn, but also remembering being (laughs) born. I remember being born. I don't remember eating (laughs) corn. corn. I uh, I think this counts as a me and Jimbo duet, actually, because I, I silently mouth the lyrics along with you. Um, but what was the inspiration for the song and those lyrics? And what inspiration did you sort of give to Leland, who then sort of turned it into a song? Right. Well, my birth story is actually kind of a cool one. I was born in my amniotic sac my water sac oh wow and so i was a special birth it yeah was, it's called my mom had called it a lucky chinese water baby is what she had called it at the time oh, and okay. um because i think in some um mythology and in, in some chinese culture there's luck mm-hmm. uh, around that kind of birth okay and so um yeah, I came out blue and in my water sack. Oh, and no. my mom has told that story so many times. I kind of do feel like I remember being born. Yeah. And then in terms of my drag race path, it really did feel like um, I remember the birth of Jimbo as we know at the drag clown today in the start of Canada's drag race. Okay. In that black outfit, which was sort of the, the you know, the later version of the white outfit. Yes. So it kind of had um, two meanings, a personal mm-hmm. meaning and also a drag meaning. Yeah. So it's never just like straight silliness. Like it's like there's some sort of meaning behind this. And I really, that's a very very powerful 
meaning to that yeah, song. It's like, you know, I like things to have a root in mm -hmm. truth so yeah. that there is real emotion connected to it. Mm -hmm. And that way people can experience something and they're, they're sensing something deeper that maybe they can't put their finger on, but it's something that you can feel and connect with. Yeah. Well, I think something people are also going to connect with is the in the final lip sync we saw the classic jimbo with the large breastplate and the titty butt um uh funk me was that is that what was written on the do you wanna funk yeah it said funk me across funk me butt. okay okay <laughs> um so we also did see jessica win a lip sync with a similar breastplate and james winning the variety show with the song about <laughs> james's breastplate yes. i've got these <laughs> um and you designed this lip sync outfit in the workroom. We saw you talking to Jessica and saying yeah. that I have like surprises with this. Um, so were you maybe, I know that that is like a signature Jimbo thing, but were you maybe inspired by Jessica and James' success in the lip syncs um, to maybe do that for the final lip sync? I was basically in those moments trying to use what Rue had told me, which was take elements that have worked for you in already and don't reinvent the wheel. Just you know, bring those elements into your, your yeah. uh, lip sync. So I could have done, you know, she said Shirley Temple. If I had done Shirley, I would have won. And so <laughs> going into this lip sync, I was really thinking, how can I weave something that made Mama Rue laugh? And I thought about my tits from my pageant. I thought about my titty butt <laughs> from when I was all about the booty as the ask the world turns. Yeah. So I took my titty butt and my biggest Z breasts, um, pulling out the big guns and all the stops. <laughs> and then I sewed my butt off. And I also used my shoes from the Rusical performance. They were the okay. shoes that I had as mm -hmm. the old Joan. So part of my slip up in a lot of my past lip syncing is I'm wearing like seven inch platform heels. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I really wanted to take the critiques going in to have appropriate footwear. So I was actually wearing proper dance shoes and it made a huge difference mm -hmm. in terms of how I was able to move around the stage. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice to see the evolution of the Jimbo lip sync style throughout this Thank season you. all the way to the end. Um, but what were you so since you did sort of improvise that in the moment in the workroom, what were you originally going to um, do for uh, that lip sync number? Was it? Were you, did you have a different outfit? Yeah. So for that one, I had like a really beautiful uh, custom outfit that was a mm -hmm. corset with beautiful flower or beautiful feathers, ostrich on it. It was a stunning look. But what I had realized... Um, was for me it takes more than a pretty look in that moment <laughs> so i realized that okay these beautiful looks are not what is going to win me this lip sync so i had to think okay i need to do what everyone is telling me to do and bring my style of performance mm -hmm. and so that's where i thought okay i have to make a whole new look yeah. and so yeah i had to start from scratch mm -hmm. i actually stole the telephone out of my hotel room and <laughs> um covered it in the pink fabric so that's the telephone that i pull out of my sleeve is actually my hotel room telephone oh my gosh <laughs> did you have to pay for that <laughs> no i put it back i oh, sewed it in such a way back. that it was a cover it was a slip cover for the cord and a slip cover for the headset and uh, i put it back no one even knew so whoever is using that phone right now has no idea the yeah, no uh, idea. treasure of a phone that they are that's using right. in that hotel room <laughs> um, and you know it does make me think though i mean you tweeted earlier this season about certain things that people were saying about these looks and the breastplate um so i'm curious if have your views on wearing those things have changed since hearing the response um, or is there anything else that you want to say or, or clarify about that well I think what people need to realize is drag is really a self-expression it's really about joy and it's really about seeing somebody living their truth and their best self and sharing that and so I think 
what drag is and clowning is often a mirror. And so what I'm doing is truthful and real to me. And it's a mirror for those watching. And so you look into it and you see all of those things that you've been taught or conditioned to think about sex and gender and beauty and performance. And what you see is what you see. And it's what you've been taught to see. And that has nothing to do with me. And yeah. I can't control that. Yeah. All I can do is be truthful and know my intention. And my intention is to spread love. My intention is to spread joy. My intention is to make people laugh. And my intention is to create change in the world through positivity, storytelling, and beauty. Mm -hmm. And you are doing that. Um, somebody... And big breaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like things big. Yes. Clowning is all about big. So uh -huh. I'm not going to make myself small for anybody. Mm -hmm. And and size is also relative. So, you know, like I could have breasts the size of planets and, you know, then then complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step of the Jimmo yeah. evolution there. Uh, I do also want to pay tribute, though, to Candy. I mean, your sister, an yes. Alliance member. Um, you had such a cute relationship this season. Uh, but I am, like, disturbed, I think, again, by how much pushback she has gotten from the fandom Me too. it it I, I feel like i'm watching something completely different than what some of these people are watching i don't get it um i don't really think she played that much of a controversial game i don't think no. she did anything i think there were other people that did things that were maybe more controversial this right. season than what candy did um so what do you think is the most important thing for fans to know about candy and what do you think is at the root of whatever it is that's fueling what's happening to her well what i want fans to know about candy is candy is the sweetest sweetest um you know, creative pit bull out there. She has developed a, an armor to protect herself and it's not been easy for her. Yeah. And what she's done by having a voice and a platform and uh, a place to be herself and be celebrated, she really needs to be seen for all of the good she brings, yeah. all the joy she brings. And she also needs to be celebrated as a fun TV character because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to characterize our visions and characterize ourselves for your enjoyment. Yeah. And it's never, no one is going into this um, and bring all their energy and all of their love and all their, you know, this takes such a huge support system. Everyone rooting for us back home who have who've given money and time and designs and all of these different things. So to come out the other side and for it to be received with negativity or for it to be received with um, just such hate is so disappointing yeah. because there are so many other ways to have feelings and opinions about art and about people that don't have to tear away at the very yeah. essence and fabric of yeah. what we're trying to build. Mm -hmm. And it feels like, you know, there's moths. It feels like we are weaving and creating and making this most beautiful experience and things that we're all weaving together. But then there's also at the same time people eating away and chewing away at it. And, you know, we just have to realize that we need to be strong stronger and more resilient and just keep doing what we know is right for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's also important to, like you said, I mean, we know that you are all not characters. This is real life. You are, this is actually your career. This is, you're not characters that you're real people behind all of this that we see. But some of the things that I think Candy did lean into this season were so, they, they were such good TV. And I want to go back to something that she said in our past interview that we did a few weeks ago when she revealed that she got bored and wanted to stir the drama. <laughs> and then she told the whole van of gals that they should vote for you. Yes! And she said they all agreed. Um, so could you feel those feelings of people wanting to eliminate you throughout the season? And was that difficult to maybe feel that energy? 
Well, I, it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of this weird summer camp moment where you're kind of all there, but there's only one hot dog at the end of the day. And so, you know, everyone's smiling and everyone's nice. But when it comes to dinner time, we're all hungry. So, um, you know, I, it didn't surprise me. I just had to hope that the people that I was playing against saw the same thing I saw. Yeah. That they really wanted to, uh, I don't know, celebrate good drag and <laughs> celebrate you know a good performance it's it's an easy way to really chop someone down but i think there's something really magic about playing a cutthroat game that somehow works for mm -hmm. everyone there and i think there was this perfect um balance between su serving self and serving the cast and serving the show yeah. and serving the competition yeah did you ever like was there ever a thought in the back of your mind like like what if that worked and candy even though she was kidding like what would you have done <laughs> no i knew and i knew that that's why that bitch said she was just kidding because she was like you know i'll just i'll just be just joking i'm like yeah you maybe you're just joking maybe but they that's won't you be on the line. Yes, and yeah. so you know i was really i told her not to and then i actually forgot that she said that and so when heidi had told me that she was coming for me i was really surprised and i was like what we have an alliance and then i went over to her and you know that was her opportunity she should have said yes bitch i told you i was gonna do that in which case i would have said what why would you do that but instead she was like i never said that and she mm -hmm. was like how could you say that she was in deep i think maybe she forgot she had said it too from the sounds of it it's so confusing it really is um did either of you discuss like a backup plan if the other did end up be getting eliminated like did you have a backup plan of like what you would have done for an alliance if candy had left well, so if Candy had left, it would have been Jessica Wilde and uh, Alexis. Okay. So yeah. that would have been Jessica and I did have a little, um, you know, we had each other's back. We didn't have an alliance. I didn't mm -hmm. want to have too many alliances. I had two going in and they went sour pretty quick. So yeah. then I was like, <laughs> I'm good on that. And so Jessica and I just had each other's back. We were supporting mm -hmm. each other. We were lending each other things. We were bigging each other up and we wanted to be there together in the finale. So um, the other option was Alexis. And I think that would have been a really fun option too. You know, yeah. I love, I love all the options. I'm a mm -hmm. choose your own adventure kind of girl and I love knowing what's going to happen or mm -hmm. what, you know, could have happened. You know, would Alexis have won the whole thing? I don't think so, but um, it would have been fun to see her cry trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Gagged me with that answer there. Um, the last thing I want to ask you is um, what are you most proud of from this season and where does the Jimbo experience go from here? Oh, I am most proud of, I guess, my ability to connect with people around the world with my story and to be able at one time my feminine side my gayness my weirdness was perceived to be my worst enemy it was the thing that people saw that made me different it was the thing that people knew you know that I wasn't say straight or like an average boy or you know all those things which I was trying to be that I wasn't and so you know this is now my greatest strength and so it's crazy that was once my weakness is now my greatest strength and it's incredible to have something 
transform and lift that at one time I didn't know how to feel about it and I didn't know what it meant why I liked these things or why did I feel so strange or so different and I've really been able to lean into that and it's given people permission around the world to lean into their own weirdness and I'm so grateful for that yeah I love it I've loved watching it um I well I guess now the last thing I'll say is what is like your first official like decree unto the people as prime minister Jimbo (laughs) well I would say I love Weird Al has a quote, be as weird as you want to be. And I absolutely love that. I think the more weirdness there is out there, the more laughter, the more self-expression, the more ideas, the more innovation, the more freedom. I think there can only be more good and more joy from people feeling um, the freedom and the space to mm-hmm. be their awesome selves. Yeah. Well, Jimbo, congratulations. Thank you for everything this season. It has been so great talking with you. And it is now officially every day is a special day from here on out. It's my special year. (laughs) And are you going to come on my cruise with me? We're cruising me, Candy, (gasps) and Heidi. Heidi. Yes. We're cruising the Caribbean. Plug it. February 10th to 17th. (laughs) And um, I also have a solo tour launching. Great. So can't wait uh, to see it. Get your tickets, dragfans.com. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jimbo. Congratulations again. Thank you so much to Jimbo for the interview and for such an amazing season. Up next, stay tuned for our post-show chat with Candy Muse, who tells us about her talk show that's coming up, more tea on her alliance strategy, and more as All Stars 8 wraps up. More with Candy Muse coming right up. Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. And I am here today with somebody who has true star quality and had it all season long and also on season 13, basically her entire life. Uh, please welcome back to the show, the divine Miss Candy Muse. What is the tea, honeybee? <laughs> the tea, truly. I'm going to give like a genuine moment here, Candy. No. I, You know how much of a fan of your drag I am, but yes. this season yes. was just next level. I hope you are so proud of yes. this entire season. Like, I mean, I know we just got done filming the reaction to the to the crowning. So yes, my- I lost two minutes well- ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I mean, it's just it's been such a pleasure to watch you on TV you. and just in general. So again, I hope you're proud of what you accomplished on the season. Thank you. No, I honestly, I'm so proud. You know, I can't say that it's not like a sting to lose because you get yeah. here the second time. You're like, oh my god, I want it so bad, but. Watching the final episode, I was watching it in awe because I could not believe that that was me doing the final performance and the runway and the lip sync and, you know, the little tic-tac lunch. Everything was just incredible. That I feel so proud. And even prior to that, going into the season, I knew that I was way more elevated than I was on my original season. Not not an upgrade because I, I was, you know, <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> Back then. But I felt elevated and I felt great with everything that I brought to the show this season. And I made some great television. Yes, and how many people, how many girls can say that they've been, you know, in the final two twice? The only girl that's ever achieved that has been Raven. On original season and on All Stars. Mm-hmm. So listen, Raven's doing RuPaul's makeup. So if I can stand with Raven, I'm okay with that. Raven has an Emmy. So um, Candy Emmy winner Muse <laughs> coming up in the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I do want to know, you know, I imagine it is somewhat, like you said, it stings a little bit. It's difficult to process. Yeah. What was going through your mind when it was announced? I'm not going to lie, watching the episode, I was like, oh, maybe I am. Because, listen, I see what everyone says about whose team they're on and who they want to win. And, obviously, Jimbo has been slain the season, you know? Rightfully so. 
And watching the episode, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, maybe, I was like, maybe it is me. Like, it was so good. I was like, maybe it's me. I was like, maybe it's both of us. You just never know. You know, it's been four years since the double crowning. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, uh, Monet had two wins and uh, Trinity had four. So I was like, oh, here we go again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. History repeats itself. But, when I was sitting there with Jimbo, you know, she was hyperventilating and holding my hand and shaking. And I was like, oh, hi, girl. Don't die on me. Because, you know, she is older than me. <laughs> but then the winner gets announced. And I almost felt this relief yeah. where it's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah. You know, even prior to us coming to watch the episode, when we left filming last summer i thought to myself well i did everything i could do it's not up to me anymore it's up to upon you know the decision that she wants and jimbo is a great fit to to be in the dragons hall of fame right mm-hmm. now and not saying that i'm not but i'm not mad about it at the end of the day the girl yeah. slayed um but i i didn't feel any like negativity or animosity mm-hmm. you know a little sadness because i was like oh so yeah. close again yeah. yeah but i feel happy mm-hmm. like oh my god Hello, it's mm-hmm. done. It's over. I get to move on with the next chapter of my life. Um, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because it really does, in a lot of ways, start now. I mean, yes, the show's it, done. It restarts fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you, I, I imagine that you have some things cooking and things coming up. Yes. You know, <laughs> right after this, I jump on Work the World. Then mm-hmm. we're doing North America. And your uh, cruise. And the, yeah, listen, <laughs> we're doing North America, Canada, uh, 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 the UK, mm-hmm. Mexico, uh, Europe, Australia. I have an Australian tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a cruise, me, Jimbo, Heidi, and Jessica <laughs> next uh, year. The SS uh, Muse. The Wait, SS finally. Muse it's the SS happening. Muse. I just thought of that right now. Yes, you know. I even have my brand new talk show called Inside the Producer Studio with Candy News, airing on Walk Presents Plus, uh, I believe next week, actually. So, you know, it. you would think, I think people in their minds think, oh, she lost, so it's over. No, it's just beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been very lucky and blessed even prior to coming on All-Stars with an amazing career. I'm nonstop on the road, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not many girls can say that. Mm-hmm. And and it's only going to get better from here. Inside the producer's <laughs> Inside studio. Inside the producer's studio. <laughs> So what are you doing on this show? So on this show, we have about, um, I think, eight or nine episodes where we have I have eight or nine guests. And mm-hmm. every single um, week, we are talking about um, how to produce your life. And every week is a that. topic of producing friendships, love, uh, career, and so on and so forth. And where we tell stories. And uh, we also talk about, our, like, every um, <laughs> guest that we've had had an iconic untucked moment. So we talk about those things. It's really, really good. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm interested to see who some of these guests are. I know it's still a little early. Um, but I I also want to talk to you a little bit about, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, like the sort of attitude of the fans um, coming into this. Uh, you, you did address this on Twitter a little bit too yes. yesterday. Um, but I don't think you did. And I was just telling Jimbo this in the interview. Like, I don't think you did anything really egregious this season. It doesn't right. really uh, add up to me that it, it seems clear to me that there is something else going on here. Um, but how difficult has it been? I think dealing with that this time versus season 13. Is it easier this time? You know, I thought the fans were wild during season 13, yeah. but baby, let me tell you, during All-Stars, it's times 10. The show yeah. only gets bigger yeah. as the years go on. And you would think, and that's crazy to think because we're like, 15 years in, you're like, mm-hmm. how is it getting bigger? So the fans get crazier and wilder and more passionate about the show, which I appreciate. Um, I think sometimes people take me as a person and what I do on television as 
a villain or whatever you want to call it. I don't even consider myself a villain. No, I, I say if you're a villain as a joke, but yeah. I don't consider myself a villain. But people see it as that yeah. or see it as arrogance. And, you know, when I was campaigning uh, for Team Candy, people were just like, oh, well, Jim was going to win, so why would you even? And it's like, oh, my God, do y'all walk around life not being your own cheerleader? Because I have to, you have to be your own cheerleader in order to succeed in life. Because, you know, if no one's going to be there for you, at least be there for mm-hmm. yourself. And some people see that as arrogance or you're too much and you're too loud. And all these things that I've heard my entire life, these fans like to throw at me. I, I, not even fans, these trolls. Because the fans are great. There's a difference. You yeah, know? big difference. There's a huge mm-hmm. difference. And... Last night on Twitter, I, I, you know, I tweeted about, you know, there's no one more annoying than a Jimbo fan. <laughs> and not a big a Jimbo, but her right. friends are very passionate. Yes. And they don't see the friendship that me and Jimbo have. They mm-hmm. just see it as, like, these two competitors going at it. And that's not what it is at all. This season and this finale is honestly a love letter to our drag. Yeah. Especially in the times that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And we're just two girls trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but let me tell you this. All the comments and all the tweets, none of that matters because my shows are always sold out. The Mean Green Line is always sold out. So say what you want. The real people that support drag, even outside of Drag Race, they come out and support and have mm-hmm. a great time with us yeah. at the shows. So You can pat their tears with your $100 bills. Hello. That's, that's what you can do. That's what you can do. Uh, well, Jimbo did have some really nice things to say about you in the interview that we just yes. did. Um, said some really, really lovely things. Um, you you did also tell RuPaul in your Tic Tac lunch that uh, you feel happy and complete and fulfilled in this experience. I thought those were very choice words. Yeah. Um, so can you elaborate on what you meant by that and what this means to you? Yeah. You know, I, prior to going on All Stars, I was so scared. Cause I was like, oh my God, you know, I finished first runner up on 13. Like, it, it'll just be like, there's it, it, no justice going back. And I got there and I remember, you know, seven weeks in, I had not been in the bottom yet. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, I felt great about my runways and the challenges and everything. So when we got towards the end of the season, we had been there for so long at that point. It had been, you know, 12 weeks. So I was just like, I felt so different than what I did on the very first day, which is so wild to think because I had already done a season where I was a, a little baby queen, where I, you know, felt different at the end of that season. So to walk mm-hmm. into here and towards the end, I was like, you know what? My Drag Race journey has been amazing. Being final two again, I feel so fulfilled. I feel so great, win or lose. Like, I feel great. I don't have to come back to prove anything else. Right. I can come back to try to win again, but... <laughs> I, I don't want to be the next Jujubee. <laughs> but I, I, I feel great with everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, if my drag race journey ends here, I feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. honestly. That's great. I'm really happy that that you have that. And but but I mean, I guess I was going to ask you later, but I'll ask you now. How, how, so you haven't closed the door on like future seasons. Would you come back if, for like global all stars or versus the world season? Listen, I would competing is hard. I, I love competing, but competing is very hard. And I think now seeing how everyone sees how I play the game is going to be much harder coming back for a <laughs> elimination season. I would definitely come back for an all star, a global all stars or something mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like all star seven where yeah. we're all there to have a good time um, mm-hmm. and be there, you know, all together every single week. Week yes. and not no eliminations, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Right now, I uh, want to focus on other endeavors, focus on other TV shows, and focus on more than just Drag Race. I love Drag Race, yeah. and it has opened doors for me that I would have never imagined in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't want to be just stuck to that. Yeah. You know, I would host my own franchise. Absolutely. I think the yes. next goal I want to do is yes. host the pit stop. Yeah. <gasps> That's the next one. Every week I'm tuning in again. You yes, know? absolutely. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I would but love to see I, And that I love Drag Race. I love RuPaul. Yeah. And I would do Drag Race a million times. But right now, it's time to focus on other things. Mm-hmm. I came back so quick after my season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's time to put Drag Race to the side for mm-hmm. a little bit and do other things. Yeah. Because, I mean, we have seen, like, I mean, Shea Coulee is now in the Marvel universe. Yes. Jinx is doing Doctor Who. Um, yeah. So, have you had any sort of exciting offers like that come your yes. way? Yes. There are way, there are a lot of opportunities that have landed in my email inboxes that I'm really <laughs> excited about. Okay. You know, um, we don't talk about things until they come to fruition. Okay. All right. But I, I am very lucky and mm-hmm. I have a great team behind me and a great management team that put me out there. And listen, and it, it, the auditions and the, the the movie roles they they are in the inboxes mm-hmm. and okay. it feels amazing because you never realize how much drag race really opens the door for you. You think oh it's just a little drag TV show. It's not. It's more than that. Mm-hmm. I sometimes forget when I go out you know and people are like oh my god candy that other people watch the show because it really <laughs> is a phenomenon. <laughs> I don't think of it that way. To me it's just like a little TV show we film. Yeah, was that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I did. I I loved seeing your second. Tic Tac lunch. Um, and Jimbo, I know, said that Jimbo wanted to steal the Tic Tac, <laughs> gold plate it, uh, and then eventually got it delivered in a little silk bag, she said. So did yes. you get yours? Did we, you, did- we did get okay. a little. We were like, please, 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 can we please mm-hmm. have a Tic Tac? Um, and then we did get a little Tic Tac. Okay. They were really nice enough to give us that. My Tic Tac is in storage. Uh, <laughs> it's in a bag next to the uh, workroom wall that I ripped. Um, oh, yeah. it's like I have like this drag this drag race like bag so it has like mm-hmm. my journal um, like all the like the challenge like all like the pamphlets mm-hmm. everything everything my lipstick that I stole yeah I was gonna say okay what else because I feel like I feel like every week every time we talk I what, steal more things you say, yes that's what I was just gonna say I was just gonna say I feel like the list keeps getting so is there anything like that you haven't revealed that you stole yet okay so I stole I couldn't reveal the lipstick until because you know because yeah. they're like well how would you get a lipstick right. you know until mm-hmm. a certain episode came out so mm-hmm. I did steal lipstick <laughs> Um, all the girls try to steal their lipstick and then production was like ah no 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 we'll mail it to you I said yeah good luck with that one you're not getting shit you're not getting it no so I stole the lipstick obviously everyone I have a huge piece of the work from all any any challenges that we did like any like paper that we got I got that too any letters that were written um, Except makeup. the one from Alexis. <laughs> Heidi has <Right>. that one. <laughs> no, I have one too. I think oh, it's definitely I have one oh, too. Oh, wait, I thought you said that you and Heidi exchanged. We had yours. exchanged. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have Heidi's, mm. Heidi has mine. Uh, um, yeah, no. Oh, curling irons, flat irons. I mean, cool. so just the whole store. The whole store oh, yeah. went home with candy beans. Uh, I was like, hey, can I get an extra suitcase? Extra suitcase, yeah. <laughs> And they were like, for what? I'm like, for nothing. I know. acquired some things. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you also, I want to, I want to ask you about. Um, you said a few weeks ago in the interview that um, everyone except Jimbo and Jessica <laughs> tried to leave alongside Kahana. So you were very emotional in that episode. I mean, because yes. you did cry um, when RuPaul came in the room. So can you take me back to your mindset in that moment and what maybe? Because you're obviously, I'm assuming, included in those girls <laughs> who wanted to leave. You know, th- we had been there. That was what week, uh, I don't know, week something, I think it was seven, you know, week seven, and yeah. By that point, you are so tired. You drag race really is a race, it is go, 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 and you're away from your family, you're away from your support system, so it's hard. And then you hear with these girls, and there are emotions running loose, and you know, you're arguing with girls and going back and forth. Um, and then when RuPaul just comes in there and you know, hands you your ass, <laughs> you have no choice but to like sit back and think to yourself, My god, I am on RuPaul's drag race. I have the opportunity that 
12 to 14 girls a year get and I'm going to throw it away because I'm I'm letting my emotions run loose. You know, it's like RuPaul said, um, feelings are not facts. Yeah. And because you are feeling something right now doesn't mean that that is factual. Mm-hmm. So in that moment when I felt like, you know what, I won the musical, I won the 30K, I'm ready to go. Um, I need to take a step back and be like, you know what, I'm here for the, there's a bigger picture. There's a crown at the end. There's, uh, you being able to show the world what you have to offer because I do feel like on 13, I I didn't get to show my talents the way I would want it to. And I feel like on All Stars, I've done that. So I need to, you know, think to myself. So when RuPaul is telling you, bitch, yeah. get it together, mm-hmm. you know, it hits because you're like, damn, I could have, I want to throw all this away because of my emotions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that was one of, like, I think I said this before, it was one of Ru's best episodes of the entire franchise yeah. um, between that moment and then the performance that Ru had also in the forensic queens right uh, so it really was <laughs> that those words from rue that got you to change your mind oh yeah for sure you know i i mean and also you know the, the, i would say drag race the production on drag race they they are really good about like caring for the queens and they tell you how much you 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 know you mean to everyone on the set yeah. you know because we we're making uh relationships not only with the queens but with the camera crew the mm-hmm. pas everyone on set um so when you're sitting there like girl let me stop being fucking dramatic and get my shit together <laughs> You know, and RuPaul's yeah. like, girl, get it together before I get you together. Get together. <laughs> yes. Um, I also think, uh, like, again, you did great TV this season. Um, the dynamic between you and Jimbo was just amazing to watch. I, I loved the story you told in our past interview about asking the whole van, though, to vote out or if they would ah, consider voting out yes. Jimbo. And the whole cast agreed. Uh, was it hard then for you, I guess, to sort of exist in that space, knowing that everybody was gunning for your alliance member no because you know the thing is i knew that first of all no one in there i, I could have sat there and be like girl i'll pay all 100 dollars to send jimbo home <laughs> no one would have had the boss to send jimbo home the girls they're mm. playing everyone was playing really safe you know and and i get it it's a game where people are looking at your decisions and based on that you might be able to you know you might get sent home or not yeah so i knew no one would send jimbo home no one the, the only person that would have the boss to send jimbo home would have maybe been like Jessica if, if she felt like it or, you know, but. <laughs> so was there a small part of you, though, that like wanted them to all actually do it? <laughs> you know, no, I was having so much fun with Jimbo. Yeah. And now that I've lost, I'm like, damn, I should just send that bitch home when I have a chance. <laughs> you ah, should have paid them the $100 each. Yes. But no, no, I, I would have wanted to go through this experience with someone that I am really close with, mm-hmm. you know, from the second we got casted to before that to now we've had such a fun time through and through. Yeah. And that's what this, this experience is about. I know people can think of it like, Oh, well look, you gave you, you gave up your crown by not sending Jimbo home. And the thing is, I saw the work I put into the finale and in the season. If I'm going to win, I'm going to win because of me, not because Jimbo's there enough, yep. you know? So that is a brilliant, brilliant mindset. Yes. Um, did you have a backup plan for if Jimbo got eliminated and what you would have done with your alliance? Um, yeah, I would have joined another alliance. <laughs> Which one? Which one do you think you would have joined? I would have. Well, me and Jessica would have been really, really tight. I know she was not going to say That's what Jimbo home. said too. Jessica was oh, the backup. Oh, Jessica for sure. Because yeah, uh-huh. she, Jessica was just there to have a good time. So she didn't really care, you know? So if you were good friends with her, you were, <laughs> you were good. You were, you yeah. were good. Um, or Lala. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, anyone, anyone but Alexis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anybody but, again, but Alexis? But then again, you know what? Lies. Because I feel like Alexis would have kept me if, 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 
You know what? Actually, Alexis makes a really I good alliance team. I was going to say, I see the wheels they turning. Have yeah. Alexis, um, mm-hmm. uh, if they ever have a joined um, like all-stars with teams again, bring back me and Alexis together. RuPaul's best friends race, you and Alexis? Uh-huh. You... <laughs> I think we would fucking demolish uh, with our mind games. Uh, oh, my God. Hello. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. The, the last thing I'll ask you, Candy, is um, what is one thing that maybe you had planned to do on All Stars 8, whether it was a look or a gag or a lip sync, some, something that you didn't get the chance to do that you had planned to do going into the season? Oh, my God. Okay. So, I was going to do this on season 13 at the finale, and then I couldn't have the time. And then I was going to do this for the finale of All Stars. Have you ever watched the Monster Ball when Gaga comes out from the floor during paparazzi of with course. like the fire tits? Yes. I had planned to do that with the silver outfit that I had for the finale, but it apparently you need um to have fire on television, you need a license. So oh. I couldn't do that. But um no, everything I did, I don't think there was anything that I, I like thought to myself, like, damn, I should have done no, I everything I did, I let it out. It was I, everything is amazing. I feel so proud of everything that I've done and you put should. it onto the show. Yeah. So we just, I mean, it's so Candy Producer Muse, Candy Emmy Winner Muse. Now we have to get Candy Fire Marshal Muse (laughs) so that you can do this on Global All Stars, hopefully, let's say that. Um, Is there anything else that you want to say, Candy, about what this whole experience has meant to you or... Oh Anything. my God. You know, first I want to uh, thank the Muse Hive who are always yes. through and through yes. fighting in the trenches mm-hmm. on Twitter for me. You know, yes. my fans really are like my backbone and I don't know where I would be without them. They are incredible and they are just an amazing support system. And of course, the House of Muse and my mothers and everyone that yeah. was involved, my designers, my hairstylists, so much goes into getting ready for All Stars and when I go on there, it's not just my work. It's the work of people that have put me where I am today, you know? So it just, do you hear that in the background? Yeah, there? we're on a, we're on an active set, we're everybody. Active so set. <laughs> so um, sorry about the noise. Yeah, but you know, everything is just incredible and I, I feel so proud and All Stars has been an incredible journey and I cannot believe I'm final two, mm-hmm. you know, first runner up again. You never know, I might win a third time and yes. you just never know what's next. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, congratulations, Candy. Thank Seriously, you. you have so much to be proud of, and it's been a pleasure to watch you. I can't wait to see what you do next. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Quick Drag is hosted and produced by Joey Nolte and Jillian Cedarholm, produced and edited by Sammy Junio, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh!